Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town and here's what's coming up today. Luton heads to Bournemouth on the South Coast and managed to come away with three points. It was a hard-fought victory today. We discuss that in more detail. Was it a red card for Lerma? It has been overturned. But we discuss everything to do with that goal and that red card. Dewsbury Hall, our best ever loan signing. Yes or no? That's what we want to find out today. And uh, have we caught feelings for him yet? And also Carly Osborne, Brentford's women's manager and former professional footballer joins us on the podcast the look ahead of the Brentford game and a bit about Peter Chioso a bit of a relationship there we'll find out more later in the podcast I'm joined tonight by Dave Bataya and Steve on Zoom how are we boys? Evening Good evening Oh, how are we? Good? Who's buzzing after good? Saturday then? We're all buzzing oh, aren't we? Game, isn't it? We're all buzzing boys. aren't we? Let's be honest after that absolutely woeful performance against Queen's Park Rangers um we didn't expect much, and wow, did we not get a great result Saturday. I think that last week just defines being a Luton fan, doesn't it? You don't turn up at home to QPR, have won four games all season, and then you go to Bournemouth. We had a little bit of help from the referee, I guess you could say, but you know we've come away with three points, which anyone would have taken a point after uh, at Bournemouth, wouldn't you? You would have taken a point, but to come away with three, unreal. I think yeah, never too high, never too low, I suppose. Exactly, as a wise man once said. Bataro? <laughs> it was Steve. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, what are you making um, of it? The, the the game Saturday just unreal, wasn't it? You know what I mean, with all this lockdown going on, it just give you an excuse to celebrate it till six in the morning. So yeah, it's brilliant. Love it. I um, think I think off the back of I think the disappointment of the game against QPR, uh, and we just expected that we would get trolled, totally, absolutely blasted away. We'd lose four five nil, and we turned up and we played really well. So I'm pleased. Uh, before uh, we. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I was just going to say, before we get into the uh, Bournemouth game in more detail, um, Luton player Jake Peck is currently raising money to, for a really good cause. Uh, Dave, you know Jake quite well, don't you? Yeah, I, I know Jake. We, we met um, just when he turned 17. I was helping him learning to drive past first time, by the way. Zero faults. Well done, Jake. And his, his dad uh, passed away with cancer. He's doing a walk for cancer research. Uh, if you can go and support him, that'd be really, really good. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter or you can follow his GoFundMe page. I'm, I'm sure we can put something up for that. He's currently got about two grand raised, you know, help him push it on if you can. If you can spare a five or a tenner, please go and sponsor him. It's a really good cause. And it's nice that our sponsors, DLA Driving School, have committed um, quite, quite a nice sum of money towards that, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, DLA uh, sponsored Jake's shirt anyway. And, um, you know, we wanted to support him as well. So that's good. And then let's get into the Bournemouth game then. 1-0 win. One change from the QPR defeat. Uh, Berry came in for Luwalawa. Wasn't too fussed about that change, really. Um, were you guys happy with that start on 11? But I think you texted me saying you weren't, weren't that happy. No, I weren't initially. But look, why does it matter what I think now, eh? But no, I mean... <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, like I say, one change in that QPR game. To be honest, I was expecting at least four or five. 
because I thought majority of the squad were absolute shite, without being rude. But yeah. um, there's a couple of players in there. I can't work out why they're still in there. But look, we'll get into that. I'm sure you know one of them on the, who I'm on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was an all right start from Luton, wasn't it? But, you know, the Bournemouth, you can just tell the type of team they are. They've got them attacking fullbacks. Obviously, we know everything about Jack Stacey. Uh, Josh King, arguably, could still be playing in the Premier League. So, I, th- I think that Same first... Jo- no, go for it, Steve. Same Josh King, most of that starting eleven should still be in the Premier League, in my opinion. I think that's a class team. Like I know, Luke, you messaged me when um, when the teams were announced and you said, look at the state of that Bournemouth team. Yes. Yeah. That is a very good win from us, I must say. It was to get a result against that is it's good. It is, and for a championship side, they are on paper, if not they're up there, if not the best in the league, aren't they? Oh, hundred percent. I think I think because because they were an ex Premiership side, they still got Premiership players. That was multi multi millions. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, every time I say Premiership, you know that just shows how old I am. Um, because of that. Because of that, you expect with their money that they were going to be fantastic. And you know what? We we held our own. We did well, despite despite the card, the red card there. Well, that Jeff, that, that bloke, Lama, apparently it's 30 million euros. Did it cost him or something? Yeah. I saw well, somewhere online over the weekend. And then you got like Solanke, he's like 20 mil in that, that starting 11. Exactly. And I, I don't even know. That's the only two I really know. And you think, well, that's 50 mil already. Yeah. Stacey was four from us. Yeah, look how good... Uh, Brooks is as well. Mate, he looked good. Yeah. He looked good. He was linked to big teams in the summer as well, wasn't he? Brooks. And rightly so as well. He's a brilliant player. But it's, you know, it's mad. It's mad to think we, we've done Bournemouth and we've done Norwich now. Who else? Done Norwich do? twice as well. We've got four points from Bournemouth, beating Norwich in the Cup in the league. It's, mm-hmm. it's scored three. Nice it's to be that bad. other relegated team though, wouldn't it? Would be, mate. Hopefully in April. Um, before we go into the red card discussion, there was one... Small chance for Bournemouth and Batara. Do you see this when Barry back um, back headed it towards Sluger, and you just think, "What oh. on earth are you doing?" <laughs> I think I screamed at the Mac. I was like, "What are you doing?" Uh, got away with it though. Yeah, I went, I went, I went numb for about five seconds at that point until uh, Sluger caught. And I went, "Okay, then, fuck me, I'm still alive." But yeah, <laughs> it, it weren't great, was it? You thought straight away, you thought, "Shit, we're gonna keep doing that and playing." Well, like I say, silly fucking whatever you want to call it. Then you've got no hope. But you know, yeah. we pulled it together. They got on with it. They put in a shift. And can we just say as well, it, it's not like we scraped a win either, I don't feel. No. I genuinely feel like we, overall we had, we had all the chances. Well, not all the chances, but the majority of the chances. I thought we were brilliant. I'd agree. Four or five minutes up by the 60th minute, just after half time. Well, you, you could say I mean? we were helped massively by this red card um, for Jefferson Lerma. And this yeah. this just caused outrage on, on social media. And we kind of caused a bit of outrage as well. And I've got, we we got, we got to talk about producer Jacob here because he... He thought it was a red time. card and he said it gets worse every time he sees it. And he was happy to tweet it out, but no one seemed to agree with him. Um, I personally thought it was a red card. It did seem to be quite split. And a lot of Luton fans were like, it's never a red card. It's not a red card. Berry's fouled him. You know, Berry's play, played a part in that. Um, maybe we just go through one, through one by one. Dave, what was your initial reaction um, with, that, with that red card? Is it a red card? Is it not? I think... There was no intent, but you don't have to have intent. You have to be reckless or dangerous. And if you if you compare it to, was it Matty Pearson getting sent off for his overhead kick? He doesn't know who's behind him, but he still he still yeah. got sent off for it. So for me, yeah, send him off. Clearly, 
the, the, the rulers don't agree because they've rescinded it. But at the time, I wanted him to go. I was quite happy he went. And do you know what? Our player got injured. Our player got substituted. So the damage mm-hmm. was done. The damage was done. So yep. they, they talk about the bad luck of their player getting sent off. Well, bloody hell, you, you, you made one of ours and leave the field, you know? And we had to make a substitution we didn't want to make at that point. So, yeah, red. And I'm glad it was a red. And if it's been rescinded, oh, well, never mind. But Ty, what did you think? Well, firstly, I'll say that overall, looking back on it, maybe, you know, some people might look at it and say it's harsh. For me, at the time, I was screaming for a red card straight away. I was Well, I think I put in the chat to you boys, I think I said, oh, fuck me, look at that. He's assaulted him there. He didn't go to prison for that. And then, um, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, he has endangered his opponent. So is that not the letter of the law? You have to go if you put in your, yeah. um, well, in danger. Because for me, that was danger. That was dangerous. Well, I think I think the the evidence is on Tom Lockyer's face. I think if you're bleeding yeah. from the face and you have to be taken off like due to like concussion yeah. things, or I think Nathan Jones said something about his like vision. Um, with the blood and stuff. For me, I think that's enough. And then people's argument will be, well, Luke Berry backed into Lerma. But I feel like that's irrelevant. Like that doesn't, that's a, yeah, it could have been a foul. But then like we've seen this season, um, and I know this doesn't really back my argument up because there wasn't a red card, but in that Merseyside derby when Pickford injured Van Dyke, and they've now come out and they said Pickford should have been sent off for that. And that was after a, an offside had happened. So it's not like Berry backing into him you know, shouldn't mean it's a red card. It still happened. It's still endangering an opponent. Like, oh, reckless. He's reckless. reckless at the end of check, the day. check out. I, look, really, I don't think that. Sorry, Dave. Can I just say I don't think that. Maybe that slightly knock. Maybe he's like knocked him slightly off balance. But I don't think it was enough to. I mean, he's jumped. He's not looking. His hands already up. He's got history, mate. He's I mean, got history of doing this. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, have go. a look it up. He's, look up the stats. He's got history. Um, clearly, the football league now believe it wasn't a red, but at the time. 100% for me, it was a red at the time. And the thing is, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it was us, it's the other way around. I mean, we might have, you know, yeah, because it might have a different opinion, but I think, is it the right decision, right decision to overturn it? Maybe not. Maybe. But, Who do knows? You know, Bataro, but, do you care? Where, where, does it, where does it stop? Where does it stop, though? Where does this ruling or whatever, where does this law like, come into it? I mean, it, it seems to me like it's different every time something happens. You can never tell what's black and what's white. Do you know what I mean? Well, the Bournemouth fraternity said if they was in the Premier League and they was playing us, which would have been great if it was in the Premier League. Thank you, I got it right that time. And VAR would have not let him go. Um, I don't know. I, I tend to disagree. I tend to disagree. He really, he really swung his arm. You know, whether he lost yeah. his balance, he made contact. It was reckless. And and for me, it's the same. If you're doing an overhead kick, you're going for a football to score a goal, or whatever. You don't know who's behind you. Make contact. You get sent off. Where's the Can difference? Where's the difference? Oh Quick question as well. When you're jumping, right, and you're off balance in midair, do your arms not go down and ready to fall do you, instead of your arms just going like rounded? Because for me, it looked like a massive swing as well. It's a big swing. Yeah, I've seen a few people have said that with maybe a little bit of intent. Like, swing I, I don't know. I feel it's harsh. harsh. I, I do feel like it was harsh, but I feel like it's correct. And I feel like he's just unfortunate that Berries happened to like knock him. Steve, what did you think? Well, I feel like it was reckless. Like, I know me and you, Luke, were chatting about it on Saturday with um, a QPR friend of ours. And um, he was in the opinion it wasn't a red card. But then we compared it to the Josh De Silva one against Tottenham. We felt like that wasn't intentional, but that was reckless. And that was... Endangering I feel like we feel that was excessive. And I feel like this Lerma one was the same. This was excessive. You saw, Like you say, you saw the damage. 
on Lockyer's face. It's not just a light slap. It's he must have hit him with some force and. Right. The elbow. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the same. So yeah, you, I think you, it was a red card. You generally can see why the referee gave that at the time, and then with the, you know, with the appeal going on and, and the red card being rescinded, they they don't agree with the referee's opinion. So everything we've said, no one agrees with at the AFL. However, at the time, at the time, in the speed that you saw it and the and the danger it put our player in, send him off. Yeah. Send him off every yeah, time. If you slow motion, if you slow motion it down right a little bit as well. Sorry, Steve, I'm not trying to interfere, mate. But if you slow motion. No, he catches him with the forearm first, like the bottom half is, you know I mean, near his wrist. He catches him there first and he slaps him after. There's two movements in there. You watch it back, it's two movements. I'm telling you now. We'll give it a watch back, mate. Um, there was loads yeah. of disagreements and agreements. And look, at the end of the day, it's irrelevant now. We got, we got, it happened. It's been rescinded. Nothing can change. But I think it's just nice to have a little discussion about what we feel is a red. And this is what we love football for, isn't it? Is the different opinions. Um, but that, that did help us out, the red card. And it was important we got to half time at, at nil nil, wasn't it? After after that, because if we would have conceded one or two in them, what like twenty minutes? I think I think when when their play went off, they played better for a while. Yeah, and I I was worried that you know they'd get that first goal and then you know we'd be chasing the game. So um, yeah, I think it spurred them on. And then we came out after half time. We looked really strong, didn't we? We had three major chances. Um, Ray had a had an opportunity at the back post. I think it was like cleared off the line, and then that was like just inches wide. Blagovic had a worldly couple of minutes, didn't he? Yeah, that corner. And- yeah, um, he kept out Dewsbury Hall and Berry. I think it yeah, was from Barry. close range. Yeah, Barry's but we could have been like three 0 up, uh, like instantly. Still think Berry should have scored though. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's proper close range, isn't it? Any, anywhere, but. Don't get it wrong. It's it's good reaction from the goalkeeper. Well, you can't be too harsh, but he has to score. I mean, you're gonna. Well, I say we're gonna stay up. Well, don't get it wrong. That's, that sounds a bit silly now. We're the position we're in, but you know, they're big chances there. And you have to score those. Yeah, that's that's fine margin between sort of success and failure. Sometimes you know what I mean, and you have to take them. And sometimes we, you know, miss a lot of those chances. But look, you can't be you can't moan about it. It's got to be a positive one, lads, isn't it? So. 100%. And you're talking about big chances. Bournemouth's biggest chance of the game was when Solanke got play through on that left-hand side. Uh, Lowe beats Luger and Potts out of nowhere just comes back and manages to toe punt it wide. But I, I even thought he'd like punted it into his own net. I was like, there's no way he's getting to it. And suddenly out of nowhere, Potts is there to save the day. Yeah, I didn't see him to be honest coming. I, I, I was too focused on um, the ball going past Luger. I thought, oh shit, that's in. And before you know it, I was just going, shit, hang on a minute, where did he come from? It's not a Superman, he just flew out of nowhere. He he ran a long way to get that ball. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you watch it back on the replay, he, he ran does a run a long way. way. His position was perfect as well. Oh, mate, do you know what? I've been really impressed with Potts. He slotted yeah, in at centre-half, didn't mate. he? Yeah, I think he's a better centre-back than he is left-back, what I've seen of him. Do you think that's because he's quite good in the air? Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? He's not scared either. I like it. And then the big goal came. Hey. And it comes from this guy who just seems to be getting better in every single game. His value's going up game by game. Uh, Luton fans are running out of words to describe him. Kieran Dewsbury Hall. What a goal it was as well. Batara, you pointed out great play from Cornick as well to to get this ball to Dewsbury Hall and then curls it in. Yeah, because you had a little moan about Cornick, weren't you, at one point? I did. I did have a, <laughs> I did have a little moan, yeah, to be fair. You want... Like you like to have a mind about Cornick, I like to have a mind about Pelly. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like 10 minutes back and forth, but with me and you, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was brilliant. Uh, 
it was like, do you know what I mean? He could do, if he's a corner, I mean, he probably should have scored earlier on or maybe at the target or whatever. But do you know what? And he pulls out a little, it was great vision, to be honest. It was. Because you watch him, he holds it, he holds it. And you think, oh, sometimes you think the corner, you've held it too long, but perfect release time. And like you said, Jewsbury Hill, mate, the guy is God, isn't he, really? God, he's, well. He's that one player that he gets into that position and you just have confidence in him making, he's like making that himself, that chance himself, isn't he? Because he gets that ball and he turns, opens up his body and then executes it. And he he did that against Bristol City in that last home game um, we won. And you just think like, he's he's just got that that quality, hasn't he? He's strong on both feet as well, isn't he? Like um, that shot from the corner, that was with his right foot, I believe. Yeah. And then he's finished out of his left foot and he's just good on both feet, isn't he, as well? It's... It just Absolutely. makes you wish he was us permanently, doesn't it? It just yeah, makes you wish he was yeah, our exactly. player that you discovered and he was moving on. It's, it's, it's a delight to see him play. And when he gets the ball, he's in control. He has good vision. He plays it well. He's strong. Um, and he's very young. And he's developing with us. And that's brilliant. Because you know what? Maybe when he goes back, we'll get another one from them. You know? Well, yeah, I hope. You know, also, get... well, was, sorry, Dave, you still speak? Sorry, mate. Sorry. No, go for it. Well, I was just saying, I was watching the uh, Football League show earlier as well. And according to them, the only reason that we've still got Jewsbury Hall is because uh, Leicester missed the deadline or something. Yeah, so. I never thought it before earlier. But yeah, they missed that and they went to recording because apparently they've got uh, is it Dennis Pratt or whatever his name is yeah. injured. Yeah, I read that. It's now past the recall date. And producer Jacob texted me that the other day and I was like, I just kept replying. I was like, don't believe it. I was like, until this like window's done or whatever, I was like, I just don't, I don't believe it. But, you know, he is arguably... And we put this out on social media today because we wanted to have a little focus on Jewsbury Hall. Um, is he the best loan signing we've ever had? Like quality-wise from a player, is he the highest quality loan player we've had? Because I'd say in our era, like... Yeah, in our uh, lifetime. Steven Bataro, so. And when we mm-hmm. started what, watching in like League One days, he arguably probably is the best quality player we've had at the club. Yeah, I'd say so. What yeah. I've seen. In our time, he has, isn't he? In our lifetime. Dave, what would you say? Um, I'm enjoying watching Dewsbury Hall right now. Um, and I think you'll find that every player that comes to the club, you want them to do the best. So is he the best um, at the moment, given his Premier League quality? Probably. But there have been other impact players that have joined us and have done well. So it's hard to say, is he ultimately the best? What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you measure success on? His skills... His goal-scoring abilities, or it it, that the team as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, there'll be there'll be players that have come in for a very short time and done very well. There've been players that have been here for a long time on on loan and not done so well. Uh, Jewsbury Hall plays; he turns up every week and he plays a blinder every week. You can forgive him a, a little bit of a, you know, if he has a bit of a slow game, but he's been brilliant, brilliant. And um, he will Premier League player as well. Yeah. Oh, 100 um, percent. When I was in a, a work call earlier, and they were talking about. Luton on, on Wednesday and, and the game and they were taking the mick out of me because how much I mentioned Dewsbury Hall to them and how much I'm saying like this guy's <laughs> unreal and they were taking the taking the mick a little and I basically just just said like they, they asked me like who would you compare him to and I just feel like did you, I, I said he's kind of a bit like David Silver with his feet the way he like gets the ball and he does little turns and he can like shift the ball either way and then he's almost got a bit of like driving him in, hasn't he? Just to to take the mm. ball from defence to attack. And I just feel like he's he's got a bit of everything, hasn't he? 
So yeah, right. no, I would have compared him to Iniesta in his on his well. Obviously not as good as Iniesta, but that type of like player. Champion. Yeah, that type of player. Mate, he breezes yeah. past as well, isn't he? Breezes yeah. past him. Takes that one touch to the left or one touch to the right and it goes the other way. It's like, oh, mate, look at that. We start off attack. He's, he's box to box. He, the guy's unreal, mate. He really is. But we know that one day we're going to have to say bye-bye. So I think every Luton fan is just ready for that, though, aren't they? That They know that... How much is he worth? You think, how much would he be worth right now? 20 mil at least? Hmm, it's hard, it's hard to, to say. He will definitely be a Leicester first team player. Yeah. Definitely. 100% yeah. be You there. got him on the back of your shirt, didn't you? I did, I did. I got a little drunk on Saturday night and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a, a loot and away shirt with Jewsby on the back. Oh, Why yeah. not? Um, another question we put Sad. out about him today uh, was, have you caught feelings for him yet, boys? Have you? Because I have. Have you? We're getting there. We're going the right way. <laughs> Still in the dating process, are you, Steve? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I'm obviously, nah. too, I'm obviously too old for this conversation. The only name you put on your shirt is your own. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but have you caught feelings for Jewsbury Hall? No. No? Well, I definitely have. But Taro <laughs> definitely has as well. Look at that face. I, uh, no, I love him, but I can't because he's not a player, mate. No, so because you know what? He'll break your heart because he has to go back. Point. So stop it, you two. Stop it. Get Please. a room. Get a room, you two. Well, all, 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 lads, what I'm saying is Sonny Bradley's my man. You know it. So, yeah, no, he's off to Preston, apparently, isn't he? Tra- even though he's not, he's not going anywhere. Uh, we'll get into the transfer chat in a little. We'll get into the transfer chat in a little bit. Um, this is what you guys said about Jewsby Hall on social media today. Mohammed said he is up there, but if you're talking about impact, how is the name of Rowan Vine not in this conversation of impact in a, as a loan signing? Which I guess he's got a very good point in. Vine comes in and helps us win promotion, doesn't he? So, yeah, Vine probably up there of impact. Um, Neville says it's same with Sheffrey as well. Sorry, going back to that one. Um, someone did say McSheffrey actually I don't think we put it down here but we did see that name well you have if you read Neville's okay Neville literally I was about to read Neville's top three for me are Alan McSheffrey (laughs) and KDH he did each did something different for the club this boy's all-round contribution though is something else and I have serious feels for him Neville we are feeling your pain (laughs) Rory Allen Rory Allen eight games six goals who was he on loan from Enlighten us, for us, us younger generation. Oh, don't ask me that question. Tottenham. <laughs> he, was, he was on loan from Tottenham, I believe. Okay. Anthony says, Jujubi Hall is certainly the best loan signing since we have got back in the football league. Gutted that it looks unlikely that he won't get to play in front of a full house. Best ever loan signing for me has to be Rory Allen, is what you've just said, Dave. Glory, glory, Rory Allen. Uh, Richard Allen. said, the answer to this question will always be Rory Allen unless Jujubi Hall drags us into the playoffs or the cup, cup final. This, this uh, Rory Allen must have been pretty special. Six, ga- six goals, eight games. Or eight, what did I just say? Eight games, six goals. That's it, yeah. He was. He came on. He was an impact player. He, he, I'll tell you what he did. He scored. He saw some crucial goals for us. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, and he come on, he'd score. Uh, Richard, so the Richard. question is, if Jujury Hall fires Luton into the championship playoffs... He'll be the best ever. Will he be the best ever? Yeah. Oh, he will. We'll be Especially in the scores here, the winning goal. Imagine Jujury Hall scores the winning goal in the final against Watford in the last minute. No, no. Can stop we stop that? Stop there. Every time in week, Imagine no. I don't think. If we had to, if we had to play that bunch of, yeah, I can't. I, I don't know that I could last the whole ninety minutes in a cup final against them. I really couldn't. Liam says the guy's different gravy. He's probably the best loan signing we've had in my era in terms of quality. You can see why Leicester fans love him and wanted him in their Europa League squad this season. Hundred percent caught feelings for him and will follow his career every step of the way after the loan is done with us. 
Oh, I don't know about that. I'll probably, once he goes back, I won't really care too much. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve that's, that's so horrible. That's, that's harsh. What I would say... You're definitely in the dating process still, aren't you, mate? For me, the, big, <laughs> the, the, for me, the biggest disappointment is he's not played in front of a full house and, and then he'd realise what us fans think of him. You know, a full house at the Kenny, singing his name out, it would have been brilliant for him and for us. To say, well I'm just done. Glad, I'm just glad I got to see him play, to be honest. Yeah, right. And me. And I get to see him again on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> just been right. out there. Yeah. Um, looking ahead then this week, it is, it is another big week. It's Well, it's a huge week, isn't it? Brentford away on Wednesday night. And in a massive game at the weekend, Chelsea away in the FA Cup. Ooh. I would like to say two wins from these next two. Would you be happy yeah. with... Two wins for the next two? Yeah, I'll take that all day long. Uh, easy. Easy, boys, easy. He's trying to get us better. Would you be happy with a point against Brentford and not disgrace yourself against Chelsea? I'd be happy with a point against Brentford and winning against Chelsea. Thanks very much. Look, I said, this, I said this last week. When, when the cup draw was on, I said, this is probably the best time to play these teams because there are no fans... Uh, they might underestimate who you are. I'm not going to say we're going to go and beat Chelsea, but we've got a great, you know, we're going to have a great chance of, of, of going there and trying our best. And, and maybe okay. maybe we just nick a winner. Come on, be you positive. Be positive, nick a winner. And looking at the transfer window, there's a few rumours flying around at the moment. Apparently we're after a guy called Twine from Swindon. He scored Twine. a banging goal against Ipswich the other day. I don't know if you guys saw that. but Yeah, I saw that. Seems to be the kind of player we'd like to we'd like to go get. Is he a midfielder? It's, he was. He was on loan to Newport in the beginning bit, uh, beginning bit of the season. But he's gone back to Swindon now. So he scores goals midfield. Don't we not? Do we not need someone else up front? Just no way it's like getting a striker nowadays, don't you? It's just impossible. I think what Cardiff paid a mill for a Crawley striker who's only scored goals this season. And oh, really? Who was that? I don't know his name, but there's also rumours Plymouth strikers on his way out, who apparently is quite good. But you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the Jeff Cole. Yeah, it's just expensive, isn't it, to get a striker? And some outgoing potential rumours we saw: uh, Sonny Bradley could be on his way to Preston. Apparently, Bataro. Someone even tweeted saying, "Bet Bataro's not happy about this." Nah, it was that bloke that's called quite all shit. It was that bloke that called quite a few things and happened to be true as well, didn't they? Would you blame him if he was to go to Preston? Would you see it as a good move for him? No. No. Why? Why good move? Preston is shit, mate. Sideways. Such a sideways move, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, you're wrong. I'll probably double, triple his wages and whatever else. But... Well, yeah, but in that respect, then, it's a good move for him, isn't it? It's a good move for Sonny. I think, I think uh, as, a, as, a, as a fan, what you think, what you forget, it's their job, right? Yeah, well, that's it's our passion, take it's their out, job. If it's... you take out the fan thinking of this... For Sonny Bradley, who's getting towards the end of his career, you'd, you'd possibly say, is this his last opportunity to go and get double his wage, triple his wage? Or does he, he even towards the end of his career, I think it's a bit of a stretch. He's not that old. Hey, 27, 28. Okay, 27? maybe that's a bit harsh. Late but... 20s, I think. But he's, yeah, well, he's he'd probably say he's in his prime now, though, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%, mate. It's class. Mm. Of course, he's in his prime. Everyone, nah, we all know it. But no, what I was going to say was... Um, if Sonny, look, if he wants to go, obviously, he's, was he a whole boy, isn't he? Obviously, it's a bit of a difference from there to whole, but... And it's seeing all this stuff at home, that doesn't make sense. But what I was going to say was, I really wish 
to win the lottery now. This this would be great because I'd keep him at Luton and I'd pay him <laughs> more. Well, Batara, do, do you actually play the lottery? That'd be the first step. Um, oh yeah, mate, Dave, you know how much I gamble. Come on. Yeah, I wouldn't blame a player for moving if it's for job security. I think what we do, we get attract, we get sort of attached to players too much as fans because as the only people loyal to the club, and that's proven by how Luton survived all the crap they went through. The only people loyal to the club are the fans, right? There are some players that have been there forever. And, and Mick Harford, I put as a, as a fan, not just a player, a fan, you know, them sort of people. So um, that's why you only put your own name on the shirt. That's what, for me, that's how I feel about it. So, you know, you don't blame people for moving because if I got offered another chance to do another job and got double my salary, I'd go. I yeah. would go. Well, but He's not going anywhere, just to put that anywhere. A couple of weeks no, to hold on to him. Uh, let's hope he does. You know what? Let's go match Preston. Let's make him top earner at the club. Let's keep him at the club because everyone loves Sonny Bradley, especially uh, Bataro. Uh, let's look at then this Brentford game in more detail. It's happening Wednesday night at Brentford's new stadium. And let's speak to Carly Osborne, who's the current Brentford women's manager, former player. Unfortunately for Luton fans, he scored against Luton on that final football league game away at Brentford. Um, but he's joining us now to chat about everything on Wednesday night. Carly, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to have you on our on our Luton podcast today. And we thought you are the perfect guy to give us a bit of an insight into Brentford. Um, it's a big game for, for Luton and it's Brentford's first league game of 2021. So what can we expect from Brentford in this first league game of the year? Um, I think you'll expect a normal Brentford team and performance, to be honest, you know an exciting sort of fast attacking team, well organised, um, with some, you know, real good threat going forward. Um, they're in good form as, as Luton will know. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a good game. I mean Luton have come off the back of a good win as well, haven't they, from the weekend. So um that'll that'll be good for Luton and their confidence. But I think Brentford will be looking to get the, the three points. Do you, do you think, Carly? Do you think, uh, given given COVID and, and no fans in in the stadiums, do you feel there's any home advantage anymore because I, I personally don't think there is. Do you think that might play yeah, into our hands? When I say yeah, our hands, I obviously I mean Luton. I don't think there is any any home advantage much anymore. You know, in those in those times in a game where you know a home team might be putting pressure on the away team and you've got the fans behind you as well, that's almost sometimes could be like another player, can't it? But it that doesn't really seem to be having that effect this year. So I think that does probably play into Luton's hands a bit more. Um, and I think it, it, it makes it makes the situation better for, for Luton because they won't have that pressure on the back of the Miva. Great. And with the lack of game time um, for Brentford, like what there's been like two games since the turn of year, is that going to work in favour of Luton, or will Brentford now be really fresh and ready to go, and or, or will they be like will they tire quickly because they haven't had these match minutes this 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 year? Um, I mean, I would, I would think they'd be fresh and ready to go, but you never quite know how it works out with you know the training schedule and things like that. Um, it's been a strange season just because there has been games back to back to back, and maybe that will, maybe that will play a difference because they have haven't had a couple of games for um, the last couple of weeks, so that could play. But I mean, I, I think the way Brentford do stuff, they're very methodical in how they do stuff, and I think, I think they will prepare, um, you know, for Luton and make sure they're ready for what Luton are going to bring. Because I think Luton will bring, you know, um, a real tough game for Brentford. It won't, it won't be a walkover, that's for sure. It won't be an easy game. And you know much about, about Luton. Obviously, you scored against them when, when we were relegated and you won the <laughs> league that final game. 
little header at the yeah, back post, no, I think I... we said, weren't it? But what, what it, was, was it? it was, it was a beautiful header at the back post, wasn't it? <laughs> you played at Kenilworth Road a few times as well, haven't you? I have, I've been sent off there also, yep. <laughs> really? What was that for? Uh, two yellow cards, I think it was, I don't know if it was Luke Berry or Cameron McGeehan that got me sent off, but yeah, I got sent off there. Um, Hang on a minute. Can we just correct you there? Cameron McGeehan got you sent off, or did you foul someone to be sent off? Let's be honest. Come on. Well, <laughs> I, I, I stood, I stood my ground, and he ran into me. So, whichever way <laughs> that went. Well, we were probably absolutely shouting for you to be sent off at that point. <laughs> if I'm 100%. honest. Now, now, now you've mentioned. It, I recognise your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's always good fun at Kenilworth Road though I mean um, the atmosphere is always great the fans there's no fans in it this time but the fans when they when they're there it it does make the place electric I've played there for Millwall as well which is always a feisty one so um, you know it's it's a fantastic and a very iconic ground as well I would say one of the the old school grounds and stuff with a lot of history it is a great place to play football and a big game Wednesday night then big game for both clubs should, should we ask you for a score prediction, Carly? What, what do you reckon? Do you think Brentford are going to be too strong for Luton on Wednesday? Be careful. I uh, you know what? It, it's, it's going to be a close game. I do feel it's going to be a close game, but I think Brentford might nick it 2 1. Well, perfect. Do you know what I would say? Because. Well, not perfect. Well, it's not perfect. Well, it, it, well let's not talk about that. Um, for me personally, what I would say is that we didn't expect to beat Bournemouth, and we were lucky, and we, and we played well against Bournemouth, and, and we, we took a result. When you look at Brentford's squad and you look at where they played last season and you know and how they're progressing, you think, well, we've got a small chance, but not a big one. But you know, there's always that time when you had that opportunity. We score a goal, maybe we, you know, we can see it out. So I'm going to go for a one nil for us because I, you know, I, I you know I know where Luke works, <laughs> <laughs> but but I genuinely think we might have a small chance. Small chance. Well, I'll tell you what, if Luton do get the result, Carly and uh, my, other, my other colleagues at work are never going to hear the end of it. So, it's oh, I know, I know, I know. Never going to hear the end of it. We'll be doing <laughs> it Thursday as well. Thursday morning, we won't hear the end of it. Luke will be in the call nice and early as well. I Mate, I'll be, I'll be yeah. sat there in my Luton kit, ready, ready for you to join. <laughs> It works both ways, Carly. Just remember that it works both ways in them. Sort I, of I, I, I get enough I will, stick I off Carly that. Osborne. I get enough stick off this guy. I'm the nicest to you. <laughs> you are kinder. It's just when my hair goes a bit like lockdown haircut. That's that's when you're jumping on me. Yeah, to be fair though, you can get on me because mine's all over the gap at the moment. Yeah. You can barely see my face. My beard's all over it. My hair is terrible. No, that is a terrible that's trim, mate. Okay. Right, at least you I can't even do it. Look, look at that. It's a state, mate. Look at that. Awful. <laughs> uh, Oops, man. Amazing. I've got, some, I've got some hair if you want it, mate. Don't worry, I've got some spare hair for you. Oh, I've got plenty of this, mate. Don't worry about that. All right, there it is, then. There you go. Yeah. Hey, look. It's all bunched up, man. I'm not bald. Don't worry about Luton's that. Luton's own Andy Carroll. Brilliant. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, Carly, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the game uh, Wednesday, and uh, we should catch up soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on. It's been really good. I've enjoyed it.